Our scripture readings this morning are from two quite familiar passages. Our first reading is from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. A number of the words that I say this morning come from a book that I have begun to read at the start of this year called Gentle and Lowly. It's fast become a Christian bestseller and it is based entirely on these few verses from Matthew chapter 11. You are invited. Invitations. We receive many invitations through our lives. Some receive lots of invitations, others less so. But in all of Scripture, God is inviting us. He is calling us back to himself. But in these particular scriptures this morning, the veil is pulled back. This is his invitation, his knock at the door to you and to me to invite him in to eat with us and us with him. Whoever comes to him will never go hungry and whoever believes in him will never be thirsty. You and I are invited by the King of Kings El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, he is Adonai, Lord and Master. He is Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Ra, Yahweh El Elyon. All these titles, the Lord is my peace, the Lord is there, the Lord my provider, the Lord my shepherd, Lord, the most high God. Yes. The invitation comes from this God, the one who, as tender shepherd, is reaching through the veil, extending his shepherd's hand of companionship 
and overwhelming, unremitting love. And what are his words of invitation? Come to me, come. But am I really invited? Have I received Jesus' invitation? Perhaps in the past you've discounted this invitation, believing it's not really for you. Listen again to Jesus' invitation. Come to me, all, all, not some, not people like them or only those sorts of people. It's all, and that includes me and it includes you. All who are weary and burdened. The burden Jesus takes from us is the burden of sin, all the fear, all the worry, all the doubt, all the hopelessness, all the lies which hold us back from bringing our all to him. His rest is spiritual. It's inner peace. It's freedom from fear and anxiety. His rest is rest for our souls. Some in vain seek peace and rest in good works or religious rituals, but they do not find that rest. No, true rest and peace are found only in the one who once again invites you, saying, come to me. It's a rest which is not a stopping of activity, but a rest which is filled with joy, overflowing joy, unconditional love, and unending companionship. This is rest which is filled with the very presence of God himself. You don't need to unburden or collect yourself and then come to Jesus. It's your very burden which qualifies you to come. No payment is required. He says, I will give you rest. His rest is gift, not transaction. And it, whether you are actively working hard to crowbar your life into smoothness, well, that's labor, or passively finding yourself weighed down by something outside your control, that is heavy ladenness, Jesus Christ's desire that you find rest, that you come in out of the storm, outstrips even your own desire. Consider what Jesus is saying. You see, the Jews were under a heavy yoke, the yoke of the law, and it was a heavy burden. A yoke is the heavy crossbar laid on oxen to force them to drag farming equipment through the field. Jesus is using a kind of irony, saying that the yoke laid on his disciples is a non-yoke, for it's a yoke of kindness. Who could resist this? It's like telling a drowning man that he must put on the burden of a life preserver, only to hear him shout back, no way, not me. This is hard enough, drowning here in these stormy waters. The last thing I need is the added burden of a life preserver around my body. It's a yoke of obedience too, not obedience to the law, but obedience to Jesus himself, the one who is our friend, our shepherd, 
and our Saviour. And he is our teacher too. His invitation to us is to learn from him. Oh, Lord Jesus, every day we learn from the world. Would that we might tune out the cacophony of voices wanting to train us to learn their tunes. What if we were to soften our hearts and minds to learn from you, our wonderful counsellor? Because what do we find? In the one place in the Bible where the Son of God pulls back the veil and lets us peer way down into the core of who he is. We are not told that he is austere and demanding of heart. We're not told that he is exalted and dignified in heart. We're not even told that he is joyful and generous in heart. Letting Jesus set the terms, his surprising claim is that he is gentle and lowly in heart. As his friendship is sweet, so it is constant in all conditions. If other friends fail, as friends may fail, yet this friend will never fail us. If we are not ashamed of him, he will never be ashamed of us. How comfortable would life be if we could draw out the comfort that this title of friend affords? It's a comfortable, fruitful, eternal friendship. Are not you amazed sometimes that you should have so much as a hope that poor and needy as you are, the Lord thinks of you? But let not all you feel discourage you. For if our physician is almighty, our disease cannot be desperate. And if he casts none out that come to him, why should you fear? Our sins are many, but his mercies are more. Our sins are great, but his righteousness is greater. We are weak, but he is power. Most of our complaints are owing to unbelief and the remainder of a legal spirit. The account is told of a compassionate doctor who has travelled deep into the jungle to provide medical care to a primitive tribe afflicted with a contagious disease. He's had his medical equipment flown in. He has correctly diagnosed the problem and the antibiotics are prepared and available. He's independently wealthy and has no need of any kind of financial compensation. But as he seeks to provide care, the afflicted refuse. They want to take care of themselves. They want to heal on their own terms. Finally, a few brave young men step forward to receive the care being freely provided. What does the doctor feel? Joy, his joy increases to the degree that the sick come to him for help and healing. It's the whole reason he came. How much more if the diseased are not strangers, but his own family. And so with us and so with 
Christ. He does not get flustered and frustrated when we come to him for fresh forgiveness, for renewed pardon, when we come with distress and need and emptiness. That's the whole point. It's what he came to heal. He went down into the horror of death and plunged out through the other side in order to provide a limitless supply of mercy and grace to his people. And it's in this place that our good shepherd prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. This is the one who fills our cup to overflowing with his spirit. And this is the one who says to us again today, come to me, come to my table, do this in remembrance of me. Whoever does this abides in me and I in them. I am the bread of life, he says. Come. Amen. <laughs>